0: All right. Well, we got a few minutes. I forgot my watch. We're at 830 now, so we'll give you, since it's the last time we'll be able to meet for a while, we'll go ahead and give you a few minutes. If you have any questions uh, concerning today's lesson, uh, we'll try and answer those questions, or any questions you may have over anything, we'll try to answer those questions according to God's word today before we close. Any questions or comments? Yes, the person who claims to be their own God. Okay, One of the things I, I, I learned from uh, Frank Turk, I don't know if anybody uh, follows Frank Turk, but he's a, uh, an apologist. Uh, he goes around uh, universities, gives talks and speeches uh, proving God, his existence, his word, things like that. But he would always say this whenever you get into these arguments or these disputes or just these um, uh, discussions with non believers, there are certain questions that you can ask them from the start. And the first one is, what do you mean by that? Okay, What do you mean by that? And so, in other words, have them clarify what they mean. So they say, well, I'm my own God, just say, well, what do you mean by that? That you're your own God? Well, what what is your definition of a God? Well, what is a God? And what do you mean that you're your own God? Do you mean that you created you? Do you mean that um you know your destiny your future even your eternal eternity or afterlife is is your doing what do you mean by that so Anytime you get into a debate or question with a non-believer, start off with that first question. What do you mean by that? Let me get some clarification. And a lot of the times when they begin to try to explain it, they will explain themselves out of the argument. (laughs) Because a lot of times the things that they're saying are they can't explain. It's just something they read online or heard from somebody else and they've never been challenged on it. So just go ahead and challenge them. What do you mean that you're your own God? And see what they say. And then the second thing, the second question he says to ask people after that is, how did you come to that conclusion? (laughs) How did you come to that conclusion? In other words, how do you know that that's true, that you're your own God? What proof do you have that you are your own God? And again, sit back and see what they say. But for the person who says, I'm my own God, there's a reason why they're saying that. It is because they don't want to be held accountable to anybody but themselves. And if I am my own God, I can do what I want, when I want, how I want, and I don't have to answer anybody. So I like being my own God. But remember, that was what Satan offered Adam and Eve. You eat from this tree and you can be like God. You can be your own God. So this is from the very beginning. mankind. This is why uh, Lucifer rebelled because he wanted to be God. <laughs> It is the age-old sin, a sin of pride, which we'll talk about later on in this series. But that's the stem or the root from why somebody would believe and be blatantly uh or bold enough to blatantly say that I'm my own God. But I would start off with those two questions. What do you mean by that? Clarify that for me. And then number two, how did you reach that conclusion? What proof or what evidence do you have of that? And then explain to them why that is impossible. Because God is source. God is creator. And that's why we serve a God who has not been created because God can't create if he is created himself. So if you are created and you're here, you couldn't have created yourself. So it kind of is a self-defeating stance to take. So that's kind of how I would approach it. Good question, though. Anybody else? Any comments or questions for today? Yes, Ms. Bonnie? (laughs) Do you think that Satan is doing this to see how many people he can turn to to, to him? Okay. And do you think that he's doing this so he can see, oh, I got more people. I'm going to keep on doing stuff? Okay. Good question. Good question. This is something that is common uh, amongst Christians. We ask this particular question, and not only uh, when bad things happen, but also when we have any thought in our mind, any decision that we need to make, any opportunity that comes up uh, for us, we always say this, Lord, is this you, is this me, or is this Satan? (laughs) Right? So an opportunity comes up for you to move out of town or to get this job, and And that's the first thing you're going to ask. God, is this from you? Is this from me? Or is this from Satan? Because if it's from you, then I gladly will do it. If it's from me, I may be wrong in what I'm about to do. And if it's from Satan, he may be setting me up from a fall. So I just need to know, who is this really from? And your question is the same way when it comes to adversity and and trouble and things that happen in our life, we ask the question, is this from Satan? Is this from God? Or is this just from the uh, fallen world that we live in? There's a question that trips up some people that a lot of atheists like to use. Uh, I believe the first one is found in in Kings, the book of Kings, I think 1 Kings. But it says that uh, God moved upon David's heart to number the men. Y'all remember that story? Y'all know that story? God God moved upon David's heart to number the men, and when David numbered the men, counted the men, God then came against him and judged him and punished him for that. And you read that, you say, wait a minute, (laughs) I'm confused. (laughs) The Bible clearly says, God, that you moved upon his heart for him to number the men, then you got angry at him for numbering the men, and you judged him and you punished him for numbering the men. But it's not until you go to the book of Chronicles and you read the same story where then it says, and Satan moved on David's heart to number the men. You say, well, now I'm confused. In the book of Kings, it says God did it. In the book of Chronicles, it says Satan did it. Which one is it? Well, both. How is it both? Well, because God had to allow what Satan actually did, Okay. So when it says God moved the pawn, it's simply saying God allowed Satan to come in to tempt David or to try David or to test David to see what he would do, and David failed. It wasn't that God did it, it's that God allowed it. The same thing we see with the story of Job. Satan couldn't just waltz into Job's life and wreak havoc in his life and cause the storm that brought down the house that killed his children and, and and. Uh, touched his body he couldn't just do that on his own he had to go get permission so ultimately it is God's doing because God has to give the okay God has to take his hand off God has to turn his back God has to get out of the way in order to do it so ultimately it's God who does it because God is allowing it now he may be using Satan or allowing Satan to do it but if God doesn't want it to happen it's not going to happen If God doesn't want the Ebola or the swine flu or the coronavirus, it's not going to happen. So the mere fact that it's happened means that at least God is allowing it to happen. Why he's allowing it to happen, that's for God to know. Now, we can assume, we can guess, we can pontificate, we can do all these things, but ultimately, God knows why he's allowed it. And why he's using Satan or why he's using what he's using in order to do these things. And that's why we can trust God even in the bad. We can trust God even in the trouble. Because God, my life is in your hands. And in order for anything to get to me, it has to first go through you. So if it came through you and you allowed it, you must be allowing it for a reason. You must be allowing it for a purpose. And so I trust you. So we don't know. Uh, which is it? We, we simply say, God, we know you're in control. We trust you, and so we're going to let your will be done. Great question, though. Anybody else? Any questions? All right. Well, you know, I love to do this. I don't know how it's going to be just talking in front of a camera, but I'll try and, and do this from now on. But uh, we will hopefully eventually get back to be able to, to fellowship with each other again, to uh, praise Almighty God again. But please know, I was telling somebody else this earlier today. They had called and said, you know, Pastor, I'm scared. You know, there's some people who are sick on my job and I still got to go to work because I still got to make money to provide for me and my family. And I'm scared. And I was like, "I I know you are. I know these are trying times right now. But I told her this, that this is why I preach the way that I preach. This is why I give truth. I don't hold back. I don't pull back any punches. I give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. I give you the word of God, and it's for reasons like this. (laughs) Now, we can sugarcoat things, and we can give you fairy tales, and we can give you things of the world, and we can pack this place out. (laughs) We can entertain you and make you laugh and make you have a good time, and we would pack this place out. But then, would you be ready for times like this? Would you be ready for what's coming behind this? Even if we get through this, what's coming behind this, are you going to be ready for it? That's why we preach the way we preach. That's why we minister the way we minister. That's why we preach and teach the Word of God. So that you may be ready for times like this. So I just try to encourage them like I tried to encourage everybody on Facebook last week. And I wanted to encourage you guys now. You don't have to be afraid, you don't have to worry, you don't have to doubt. As long as your life is in the hands of Almighty God, God's got this and God's got you. He does, okay? So as I look around, I see that that we're all family. I don't ever want to take it for granted, though. If you are not found in the hands of God, perhaps this is, again, one of the reasons why he's allowed this to happen to get your attention and to wake you up so that you may give your life to him while you still can before that cup of wrath tips over so if you're here today you've never surrendered your life to jesus christ you've never repented of your sin. you never surrendered all that you are to him to serve him to live for him with all of your heart mind soul and strength do that while you still can i was sat down with my family today and i was like i don't know how this is going to end, when it's going to end, if it's going to end, and what's on the other side of it. So I encourage you, get right with the Lord while you can. So you don't have to be afraid. You can live in peace and rest knowing that God's got you. So do that if you haven't done that already. If you're a playing church, if you're playing with God, play no more, play no further. Give your life to Jesus Christ while you Go ahead and stand if you will. Receive the blessing and the benediction of the Lord and we'll be dismissed. My God, my Savior, the one in whom we look to and trust in, we praise your holy name. We thank you, God, that we are found this day and this very hour in the palm of your hand. We thank you, God, that you have warned us, cautioned us. You've told us of these things before they happen so that when they happen, we might believe. So now, God, as we are seeing them manifest before our eyes, we pray that we will rise to the occasion, that we will not grow weary nor faint as the rest of the world, But as we put our hope and our trust and our faith in you and in you alone, may we be at rest and at peace and see your goodness even in the midst of this storm. May you use us mightily, God, to reach others who don't know you, who may be fearful as well and unsure of the uncertainties of life. May we be used by you to reach them as well. So as we prepare to leave this place, may we never leave the truth that we have learned here today. That is, may we never allow the mind of doubt take residency in our heart. But may we always hold on to the faith that we have in you, regardless and in spite of what we see and face in this life. Be with us. Strengthen us. Provide for us and protect us giving us all that we need, taking us by the hand and guiding us through this life so that we may have all and be all for our good and Your glory. These things we pray and ask in the powerful and precious name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said together. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next time.